often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 485. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. Once again, recording from the Slapbox Penthouse. Living it up. Sitting here with my blue cherry Gatorade. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. I'll point that out. Just don't like drinking the water here. It's not so great. So I've been uh, probably putting way too much sugar on my body. With a Gatorade, and I honestly, Blue Cherry, not my go-to flavor. I would not be rocking Blue Cherry right out of the gate. I mean, that's definitely not my first choice or, like, fifth choice as far as Gatorade flavors. But since there is a Gatorade shortage at the, in the meantime, uh, Gator, or a Grape Gatorade would be probably my number one go-to. But it is pretty much extinct at this point. I rarely find it at the stores or gas stations when I go. The price of this shit is, like, doubled as well. So uh, I should probably, you know, maybe stray away from the Gatorade, go back to some tap water, but the tap water here tastes horrible. Uh, uh, I believe I mentioned it uh, maybe a couple of months ago where there's, like, a fishy taste, like a seafood, like a shrimp taste of the water. I realized it once... I had a bag of shrimp in the freezer and uh, used some ice cubes out of there. I thought it was the bag of shrimp in the freezer that caused the shrimpy flavor to the water until I cleaned my fridge out, put baking soda in there, in the, the freezer, that is, and uh, still had a fishy flavor to the water. And then I tried it without the ice, and I was like, oh, shit, that's not from the bag of shrimp in the fridge. That's just the way the water tastes. You know, I don't mind a little bit of uh, a fish, a fish taste of things, or like shrimp taste. You know, like perhaps when I would perform cunnilingus or uh, eat fish, you know. I like to eat fish. I enjoy it. I like fish tacos, some pico de gallo, lime. It's good stuff. I haven't had, now that I think about it, I haven't had fish tacos in a while. It'd be fucking good. Get some, or some sushi. Ah, man, fuck. Get some sushi. Some uh, California rolls. Some wasabi on there. Love me some, uh, just shrimp. Just, uh, like, uh, you go to Fast Eddie's, you get the jumbo peel and eat shrimp. That is good stuff. However, it's pretty fucking disgusting when it's, uh, in your water for some reason. I don't like the water the water f- flavored with shrimp. Uh, it's not something that, like, if there was a seasoning packet for your water, like the, uh, I don't know, Nutrilite, whatever the fuck, they have those, you know, various companies, I guess, have that flavoring you can add to your water. If there was a shrimp flavor, you could just put it into the water. I think I'd pass. I think I'd pass. I'd probably opt more to go with fish food and just dump a little of that in my my water. I don't know. <laughs> There's a fish food really does much good for a a person, but you know maybe it add a little 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 flave flave flavor flave. It had a big clock to it, and just uh, you could constantly tell the time. 
Uh, but in reality, uh, you know, I I should probably invest in like a a Brita pitcher or something with a a filter, maybe filter out some of the nastiness to it. Um, add some. Ooh, I could just get some lemon. Maybe just adding some lemon to it. Although stuff with lemon flavoring gives me a heartburn. That's a real problem I've noticed. Not all the time, but I nowadays I just steer clear of anything with lemon seasoning on it. Just to be on the safe side. I do not like having Harper, so it's like, let's, you know, maybe avoid that at all possible. But real lemons, I don't think would be, give me a problem, so perhaps I could do that. Then again, I'd have to, like, slice up lemons. It's kind of a problem. <laughs> I'm not one for, you know, having to do labor, so. Maybe I'll pass on that. Uh, but I should at least get, probably get a, a Brita uh, pitcher with a filter on it. Hopefully that would get rid of some of that fishiness so I could drink the water and not have to shell out all kinds of money on Gatorade and just further fill my body full of all kinds of sugar it does not need. But, hey, it's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. That's good. I need my electrolytes. Since I am, you know, training for a marathon yet again, uh, for uh, April, I got uh, 17 weeks from Sunday. To, that would be tomorrow, the day I post this. It'll be uh, 17 weeks after that because that makes my first full week of training. It'll be 17 weeks from then. I get to run a race. And I am not looking forward to all these training runs. I'm only the first weekend. I know the weather is going to get real shitty here soon. It's going to get cold. And it's not pleasant running in the, like, single digits. I mean, I'm. it's annoying for me to even run in, like, the 30s and the 40s. I'm not real keen on it, except for on race day. It's, it's great on race day. At least for it to start that low. You want it to start kind of cold. But, uh, man, when it gets to freezing and, like, way below freezing, ugh, just, just not, not cool, man. Not cool, but uh, I think it makes me stronger. That's what I'm, I'm just going to keep telling myself. Keep lie, I'll, I'll lie to myself as long as I continue to do it. Because, you know, it does make uh, life easier when you, you're active. Force yourself to be active, and then you can go longer. And uh, before you know it, you're the Kool-Aid man, just like busting through walls. And... Uh, <laughs> Whatever he would say, yeah, or what? Uh, fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember him busting through the the wall. Yeah. But hey, uh, I did uh, finish uh, the Beatles Get Back documentary uh, made by Peter Jackson, the man behind Lord of the Rings, and more importantly, Meet the Feebles. If you're unfamiliar with that film, I'm sure everybody's familiar with Lord of the Rings, but Meet the Feebles. That was a cinema classic. Uh, holy shit. And uh, maybe I'll get back to Meet the Feebles here in a little bit. But yeah, get back. I, I finished it. All three episodes. It's like s- over seven hours long between all uh, three episodes. Of course, it follows the footage when they made the album Let It Be. They were initially going to make a live TV show. Uh, where they were performing on the TV show, 
And I guess the original idea behind it was they were going to play songs from the White Album. And they were bored with those songs already. And so they were like, you know, we should, you know, record some new songs. We'll do the, we'll do it up, do de doodly do, you know. And uh, so they ended up recording new songs and they were going to still perform on a live TV show. And uh, that didn't go well in the Twickingham studios where they were uh, doing that. And actually they were recording the whole process leading up to doing the TV show to make a documentary film about the process and so people can get an inside view of the Beatles. And then uh, the TV show thing got nixed. And then they ended up deciding, of course, in the end, to do the rooftop concert there in, above uh, Apple Studios there in London. And uh, I got to say, I really did enjoy the documentary as a, as a Beatles fan growing up with that uh, my entire life. Is, uh, I talked about this last week, but uh, that last episode is pretty good. Man, seeing the full performances there on the on the rooftop is good. I, I mean, I've seen chunks of the concert in the past, not with the uh, footage restored like it is in Get Back. They did a really good job of remastering the sound and the the video looks, you know, way better than what was released previously. They uh they went through some stuff to enhance this shit and it looks good. It looks good. I did enjoy there's a uh, when they're performing these songs on the roof, they have uh split screens to where you can see other things that's going on besides the Beatles playing on the rooftop. You get to see uh like these two uh cops there that uh, are trying to get into the building or they get into the downstairs of Apple Studios and are trying to make their way up to the rooftop but they want this stuff shut down. All these businesses are uh, you know, being affected by the fact, fact that the Beatles are stopping traffic and creating a lot of noise as they're playing on top of their rooftop and you know, everybody in a good chunk of London where they were at there could hear and uh, a lot of Beatles fans out there, especially uh, around there at that time. And uh, everybody wanted to know what was up. So it sure uh, pissed a lot of people off. Although it seemed like the majority of the people they talked to really were enjoying the fact that the Beatles were playing. Um, <laughs> they did talk to an old lady in there where she's like, they fucking woke me from my sleep. I don't know if she said fucking, but I feel like she should have. They fucking, those little fucking bastards, those mopped up. Pricks, waking me from my sleep. That may be a little bit paraphrasing, but it was it was something of that nature, something of that nature. Is that uh, that blue cherry Gatorade? Not great, not great. Oh, after I'm done with this one, I might have to make a run to Walgreens and break down and maybe get a a Brita pitcher. I think they have them there. As I, I need some deodorant too. So that'll that'll be good, but uh, yeah. So yeah, the fuck it, the fucking walk away from me sleep. Those fucking pricks, you know. Oh, and their little diddly doos. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a good watch though. Again, great, great watch, and uh, you get the behind the scenes, and uh, 
you feel like you're you're there, and it's it's just a weird thing. I, I grew up watching a lot of stuff on the Beatles and listening to their music so much that it's like I feel like it's like I'm almost part of the Beatle family. Like I'm somehow related to Paul and John somehow. I don't know. I feel like I know so much about them, and uh, <clears throat> I feel I imagine there's a lot of imagine there's a lot of people out there that feel that way. I did see a. Well, see, there was more of here, but uh, there was a YouTube, somebody cut up a YouTube interview that Sean Lennon actually did with Paul McCartney uh, fairly recently. It was on John's uh, 80th birthday, which I'm not sure when exactly, if that was this year, or I'm not sure what year John was born. That might have been this year. Anyway, um... Sean interviewed Paul, and uh, it was good stuff. You got you got to hear about uh, early stuff of those two uh, playing together and everything. It was just uh, just good stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, back to Peter Jackson, and uh, yeah, there. One thing I should mention too: there's a a bit I heard Peter Jackson talking about on Late Night with Stephen Colbert. As, uh, as Colbert's a huge Lord of the Rings fan and has spent time at Peter Jackson's home, fun fact. But uh, he also, uh, the they are both big Beatles fans. And uh, Peter Jackson was telling Stephen Colbert that uh, he had played, or well, in the, in the Get Back documentary, there is footage of George Harrison and John Lennon discussing uh, the fact that uh, George had something like 20 songs that he had. And uh, by the uh, rate that he was allowed to put out music on Beatles albums, it would take him a couple of decades to get that shit out because George only got like maybe two songs on each record. So like that would take for fucking ever. They were putting on a record out a year or so-ish. And, uh, yeah, it would have taken forever to get George Harrison's all this sh- shit out there. And he had, like, 20 songs then, you know, and you know, he was continually, continuing to write. So, But what he had talked to John about uh, when Paul was not there, uh, I don't think Ringo was around either, but he had said that he wanted to do, like, a solo album but then still come back and do Beatles stuff, you know. And John was like, yeah, the schools, you know. Yeah, and I'm st- I always end up talking like more like Paul. and Not that I'm really good at doing any Beatles impression, but, you know, talking, there we go. Maybe that's more like John Lennon, you know. Um, but <laughs> not really, kind of. Uh, I know he's more nasally. <laughs> but uh, anyway, John said that, uh, you know, he was cool with that and, you know, thought, you know, maybe we could all, you know, do a little bit of our own stuff and, also, still do the Beatles thing. And uh, Peter Jackson had said he, like, talked to Paul about that and asked him what he thought about that conversation. And Paul was unaware of that conversation, I guess, until they were re-going through this footage. And he's, you know, you know, had I known that, you know, it probably would have just, you know, the w- I wish I would have known that. We could have just kept doing the Beatles. You know, it's basically, you know, yeah, Paul was saying that he would have preferred that that, I guess, happened that way. But uh, unfortunately, that is not how thing trans- things transpired. And uh, 
<clears throat> but yeah, that was an interesting thing. Man, I so when I no, heard for the first time that, uh, which I guess I heard years ago when Stephen Colbert went to New Zealand that he actually hung out at Peter Jackson's house, but holy shit. I'm a little jealous there. It's got to be aw- pretty awesome to go hang out at Peter Jackson's house. Guy's probably got some pretty crazy stuff over there. I imagine he lives in a Hobbit home. <laughs> I'm like not like a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but again, like as I was alluding to earlier, some of his, I really do like some Peter Jackson's early films and Meet the Feebles. I'd br- I'd like to talk to him about Meet the Feebles. <laughs> I'm curious to know what like the original reaction was to that because if you're unfamiliar with Meet the Feebles, it is a puppet-driven movie. It's like Muppets, like they're these puppets that are performing a variety show, much like the, like say the Muppets. But it's like, what if the Muppets did just horrible shit? Uh, where like drug addicts, prostitutes, and uh, you know, murdered people. The the good stuff, you know, the wholesome, family-friendly things that uh, the Muppets really seem to lack. It's all there in Meet the Feebles. And uh, <laughs> nobody really like knew of this film. And uh, Shelly and I, we when we were uh, in our younger days, back when there was uh, movie rental places all over, like here in town, there was like six or seven different movie rental places. Uh, Shelly and I would go and we would just uh, pick out what movies we wanted to rent that weekend by looking at the uh, cover, the art on the cover. And what was more, we would try to find the most ridiculous cover art and, like, crazy names. And so we one day we picked up Meet the Feebles because it had, like, this hippopotamus with a fucking uh, machine gun <laughs> on it and these crazy-looking puppets. And so we watched that. Again, this is years before Lord of the Rings. This is several years before. Probably like 10 years. Maybe not quite, but it was it was a long time before Meet the Feebles. And uh so we had no reason really to know who Peter Jackson was. Like the Frighteners may have been out, but it like just came out when we had seen this. The Frighteners was a Michael J. Fox movie where uh he was his wife or just girlfriend, what uh, if his significant other, whatever it be, dies in the beginning because I think he's drinking and driving or something. I'm not sure, but then he ends up seeing ghosts, and it's a good movie. But, uh, Are the Army, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that was a fairly big movie, and that was like one of his still kind of early-ish films, Peter Jackson, that is. Uh, but I feel like. I came to know Meet the Feebles around the time the Frighteners came out. Um, <clears throat> maybe it was a little after. I don't know. But anyway, the, they didn't promote any of other Peter Jackson's films on the cover of Meet the Feebles at the time we rented it from, I believe, Movie Palace, which was here in town at the time. And uh, <laughs> watching it, man, we we were not let down at all watching that film. Uh, it was campy and just, uh, just fun stuff. Like there is a rabbit that gets AIDS. Uh, and there's this fly that's a reporter that hangs out in the toilet to find out that the rabbit has AIDS and he's going to post it all over the fucking paper. 
<laughs> the rabbit's got like a solo number and stuff. Um, then there's uh, this crocodile, either alligator or crocodile. I'm not sure what he is, but he is a Vietnam vet that is a uh, part of this variety show. That he's a knife thrower at that, that uh, tosses knives as, but he gets the shakes because he's a heroin addict, and uh, he needs he needs to chase that dragon on a consistent basis. Otherwise, he's gonna get the shakes, man. He's gonna get the shakes. And he talks a little like Christopher Lloyd, uh, in a Taxi, if you're familiar with that, uh, uh, the shakes, huh? Now I'm Rodney Dangerfield. I don't know what's going on, but. So, and like, it's classic. You get these flashbacks from this uh, character to his Nam sequences where, uh, like, all the Vietnamese, or the Viet Cong, rather, are uh, rabbits with the uh, the classic Vietnamese hat. And then, like, uh, one of the characters, like, falls into a bamboo pit and where the spikes, bamboo spikes are in there. And all that. And uh, there's a great line where a character's like, Thank God, eight ball! Which is eight balls. <laughs> the names of the uh, guys in his platoon. But uh, but yeah, the guy needs to, to do the hair on to uh, quell the shakes so he doesn't uh, end up hitting people with knives where he shouldn't. It's just so good. So good. And uh, Peter Jackson made that film. Um, and he also made Get Back, the Beatles documentary, as well as Lord of the Rings. And uh, after Lord of the Rings came out, though, um, well, pre-Lord of the Rings, I should say, Meet the Feebles was very, very, very hard to find. You know, this is before you could stream movies online and all that good stuff. And uh, you'd have to go physically buy buy this shit or rent. So there was like the analog feel, you know, you'd have to go analog by this stuff. Um, <laughs> wasn't digital. It wasn't digital. Uh, so at the time, like, man, if you wanted to like buy meet the feebles before Lord of the Rings came out, you'd have to go to like a Suncoast store or some kind of st- store where they sold movies and shit. And, uh, like, order the movie like have them order it you know you'd have to pay extra for all that shit but half the time they wouldn't know what the fuck you were talking about what the fuck is meet the feebles i have no idea what that is and there was a movie called meet the deedles which was a horrible movie that they would think that's what you were talking about like no it's meet the feebles you're a fucking idiot like damn it you don't know awesomeness (laughs) you fucking 15 year old working this retail store but uh Seems like I harbor a lot of resentment over that. It was basically like one or two times I went into a movie place to buy <laughs> Me the Feebles. They didn't have it, and there was a conversation being had where they did not know what the fuck I was talking about. Anyway, after Lord of the Rings came out, <laughs> um... That shit was at Walmart. You could buy Meet the Feebles at Walmart, which seemed a bit crazy because Walmart was very hardcore. Um, I don't know that they give a shit now, but back when they sold, you know, CDs, like a lot of CDs, 
and movies. They sell a little bit now, I guess, but uh, they were very strict on censoring a lot of shit, especially when it came to music and everything. But Lord of the Rings comes out, and this movie's got a lot of dark content, dark good content. And uh, <laughs> you could buy this at Walmart then, and then all over the ti- the uh, front of, of the cover for Meet the Feebles, it said, from the creator that brought you Lord of the Rings. And I loved that so much. I don't think I ever ended up buying a copy myself. For some reason, when it was easy to get it, I was like, eh, I didn't want it so much. I always want the thing I can't get. But uh, I just thought it was so funny and ironic that uh, they would they would put that all over the uh, cover for this thing. Because if you watch Lord of the Rings and then <laughs> you go to, like, say, Walmart, and you're like, you know what? I want to find something similar to Lord of the Rings. Something that, you know, is like right along the same lines. If I could advise you on watching a movie and I could say that, like, if you asked my opinion, like, hey, what's something like Lord of the Rings? Something like that. I might advise something like Willow or, uh, I don't know, there's a <laughs> Conan the Barbarian maybe? Definitely not meet the Feebles. Uh, maybe it's made by the same person. Great film. Great film. Uh, nothing even remotely like Lord of the Rings. Like I'm thinking that it, it just, uh, whenever I first saw that, I was like, this is so fantastic because there's going to be so many kids that when Lord of the Rings came out, fucking loved that movie. And I'm willing to bet there was more than one parent that was at Walmart and going like, oh, this is the guy that made Lord of the Rings. Look, it's got puppets. We should get this for our kids. And, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, I, I, I would just love to be like a fly on the wall when they, when they pop that into the old DVD player, fire it up and then hit play and just, oh, uh, watch, watching the goodness. Like, wait a minute. What the fuck is this? Where's Vigo Mortensen? Where's uh, where's Frodo? What is with this fucking hippopotamus? What is with this this crocodile doing heroin? There's a fucking cat blowing a walrus. I don't, I don't compute. This rabbit has AIDS and then it's got pus. Things like coming out of his face. There's shit everywhere. <laughs> There's a snuff film being filmed in the basement. There's a. Uh, I'm, you know, I think about it. You know, it's not too far off from, uh, you know, it's more of Game of Thrones than it is uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I feel like there might be some incest in uh, Meet the Feebles. Maybe there isn't. I don't know that incest is quite in there, but it feels more of if you're going to connect it to any fantasy thing that's somewhat like Lord of the Rings, it, it's probably more of a twisted version of Game of Thrones. Although nothing to do with like that. It's just, again, Muppets doing really horrible shit. It's like Miss Piggy, if she did crystal meth for like uh, two years straight. <laughs> All the people she would have to deal with. Like, uh, definitely felt like 
the I guess the star of the show was kind of like a take on Miss P- Piggy. And she was like a jazz singer and like respected singer. And then she was fucking this walrus that was uh, the head of the show. And uh, it turns out he was fucking around on her. And uh, she ends up going postal at the end, shooting everybody in the show. Because I'm completely ruining this film if you haven't seen it. But I feel like even the, like saying it, like it's just not the same as watching it. Like Meet the Feebles is something like you have to watch like a, Two girls, one cup. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta grin and bear it. Although I gotta say, way more enjoyable than watching Two Girls One Cup, unless you're really into that thing, <laughs> unless you really like shit being vomited up. Uh, <laughs> if you do like shit being vomited up, though, you'd probably, probably wouldn't mind watching Meet the Feebles. As uh, <laughs> Uh, so great that there's such a connection between these two films. Like now that I'm just like playing this out in my head, I like I loved the fact that there was a big connection between uh, Meet the Feebles and Lord of the Rings, and you know they put that out. But now there's this big connection between Meet the Feebles and the Beatles. I love that. Uh, I also want to watch the documentary here. Uh, Peter Jackson, I believe, did a documentary on World War One that I. I uh, don't recall I'll have to google that put that in the internet.com um not sure where uh world war one I. I don't remember what service you can watch that on it's uh they shall not grow old I can watch for four dollars on YouTube that's not bad um Do, do, do. You can watch it on Prime Video. But I can at least rent it. I mean, it's it's out there. I hear it's good. I've seen so much footage from World War II, it's interesting to see <clears throat> uh, really good footage from World War I. Because all the footage from World War I, there's just, there's just not as much as, as it is for... Uh, World War Two, because I mean, there's just much more uh, cameras and shit out by the time World War Two came out. Uh, <clears throat> seeing here where it's streaming. Damn it, that did. There's nothing. It's not telling me shit here. Um, I thought this article was going to tell. Oh, here we go. Prime Video, Vudu, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play. Uh, it looks like you rent, rent or buy, buy for fifteen dollars. I'm probably not buying it. Watch many. Uh, basically, you can rent it for four dollars from like Prime Video, Microsoft Store, Google Play, YouTube, iTunes, and Vudu. Which yeah, one of these days I'll get around to it. I got so much shit I gotta watch now though. But it's still yeah. The, back to me just loving the fact that there is a connection. Between the Beatles and the movie that is Meet the Feebles. That movie is so fucking fantastic. So fantastically wrong. Uh, hey, as soon as you put Meet the, the first thing that pops up on uh, Google is Meet the Feebles, which came out in 1989. Movie's so fantastic. So fantastic. There is a... Uh, I'm just looking at pictures of it. 
on IMDb here. Is uh, uh I gotta find is uh no. <laughs> I gotta find see if there's some interviews with Peter Jackson here, where he talks about uh, <clears throat> meet the feebles. There's a uh, <laughs> Bletch. That's the 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 man that's behind the show, the walrus that's fucking around on his uh, hippopotamus girlfriend. Uh. <laughs> Let's see here. There's got to be a Peter Jackson interview where he talks about Meet the Feebles. As I, I'm curious to hear his take on it now. I love that movie so much. His early films, like his first movie, Bad Taste, there's actually a cardboard cutout of the Beatles. Oh, here we go. Here's a, this is from 2018, him re-releasing. It's a very short clip here. This uh probably gonna play some kind of commercial on me, motherfuckers. Uh-huh. I really want to know about this um, brain dead, bad taste, four K. Well, Restoration. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, is it a thing? Well, it yeah. Well, what, well, what, what, what happened over the years is that, is that the, the rights of those films became came back to us because after twenty odd years they revert back to the filmmakers and um, and and I and I was we were busy on these uh, we were probably busy on the Hobbit and these were rights were coming back so I couldn't do anything in a hurry you know to get them back and I didn't want to just re-release them and a lot of people of have asked if they can you know if they can get the rights to, re- to re-release them anything but. The, the films that you would see now in home video are a 1990s tech. It's like a, it's like a telecine transfer of a 16mm neg. Um, basically. Cool. And that's what, that's what you would see if you see Bad Taste or The Feebles now. However you see it, and it's, I'm, sure, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure there's pirate versions out there. You know, that, that's what you've got. And I just thought, well, it would be, you know, I, I don't want to do anything until I have the time. And the time to actually do, do it and do it once and do it well. And, um, and we've just done a First World War film where we've restored some... Yeah. First World War footage, and during that process, we developed the technology to take old old film and make it look, you know, pretty sharp and fresh. So I've done a test recently where I took some bad taste uh, scenes and some um, brain dead scenes. Actually, I just took like like a, a few minutes of each, and I put them through the First World War pi- pipeline. <laughs> we restored the World War One footage, and they look fantastic. They look amazing. And then this, in this, then this next year or eighteen months. You know, we, we've, we'll be doing some script writing, but, we've, but I've got time. So I've finally got time to actually focus on it. Because it's, really, it's a, it's a labour-intensive, because I want to make sure that, that you know, I've got to sort of go back into the world of those films and, and regrade them and make them look, look as good as I can. It's not just something that somebody else does. So it's, um, but I have the time now, and that's what There's, there's and hope I we, can, to... we can wait for it? Yeah, yeah, well, no, I, <laughs> I mean, we've got uh, this bad taste, meet the feebles, brain dead, heavenly creatures. Those, those, those are the four that we're going to look at, look at doing re- really good, re- nice restored versions of them. Fantastic. Over the next, Peter, yeah, Philippa, yeah, yeah. to say I'm a huge fan would be a massive understatement. Thank you so much for your Thank work. You. Oh, thank you very much. Thank awesome. you. Thank you very much. Oh, fucking great. Uh, that'd be fucking great. That was in 2018, so I guess at some point in time we would, we would see that. That would be so great. I'd love to see a more improved version or a better looking film of uh, Meet the Feebles. Oh, I spelled Peter wrong. Perver. 
Uh, yeah. My ta- typing skills are a bit off right now. All right. Typos abound. But holy shit, yeah, I could go on for days about Meet the Feebles. That thing is just looking at the 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 puppets here. Uh the grittiness of it too. Like it doesn't have that kind of shitty like home video look to it. As man, I would like to see a 4K restored uh, video out there's the fucking alligator. Oh yeah, they have a scene where it's uh Deer Hunter. If you're uh, unfamiliar, uh, Deer Hunter, the classic movie of Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken, and where they play uh, Meryl Streep's in there as well. But uh, they're playing uh, Russian roulette uh, in Vietnam. And there's a scene where they do that and uh, meet the Feebles. It's fantastic. The movies. Uh, maybe if I... Just look up Meet the Feebles and see if there's any kind of news on that. Uh, okay, here we go. We got a, a week ago, a, Peter Jackson offered an update on the status of the Bad Taste Dead Alive 4K registration. So on uh, comicbook.com. Though filmmaker Peter Jackson has many modern film fans that admire his work because of how he was able to realize Tolkien's Middle Earth on the big screen. There are some who are a fan of what he himself refers to as the naughty years. Fucking great years. Jackson's earliest work captured the minds of genre film fans around the world with the likes of the alien invasion slash splatter comedy, Bad Taste, the lewd Muppet parody, Meet the Feebles, and the absurdly gory Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead, which put the filmmaker on the map and eventually led to The Lord of the Rings and King Kong. These films were released on DVD and VHS many years ago, but like other titles, haven't yet made the leap to Blu-ray or 4K, but they might finally clear that hurdle very soon. In the years since, Jackson has teased working on restoring his original movies for 4K home video, much like the treatment he gave the footage for They Shall Not Grow Old and The Beatles' Get Back. Speaking in an interview with Uprox about his upcoming Disney Plus miniseries, Jackson confirmed... The work on the 4K restorations of his early films is still in the works, but that work on the Beatles pressed the pause button for them. The good news is he seems confident that they could be ready within the next year or so. Hell yeah. We've been held up a bit by doing the Beatles film, but we are trying to remaster all those early films, Jackson said. It would have been a little bit of a crappy quality for this because all the DVDs that were out there were done back in the 90s. So we are doing a remastered and whole digital 4K thing, which is, yeah, it seems to be what he said in this uh, previous interview, that we're just rehashing that. But, yeah, basically, we could be seeing in the next year. That's something good to look forward to. So as uh, <laughs> uh, Brain Dead and uh, Dead Alive, or uh, Dead Alive and uh, Bad ta- Taste. Uh, it's good stuff. Bad Taste, that's his first film. It can be a little rough to watch, but the man, he did... That's his, being his first film, the makeup and special effects that he did, I think they were like... Just like making this like in his home, like the masks and everything, and like cooking shit up, like in the stove for like to make uh, molds and stuff for their masks and... 
it's pretty impressive the the special effects that they use and uh it's great great film is uh brain dead is also another one that's uh pretty solid film there and uh holy shit just looking at this brain dead or dead alive same film but uh they that one's rated a lot higher than uh meet the feebles and uh bad taste the frighteners was a good one though that was the one that uh michael j fox was in of course heavenly creatures i don't remember that one so well i believe was that kate winslet that's in that who's in that yeah kate winslet is a in that film i don't i mean i know of it <laughs> uh don't really remember much about that bring her some photos from it yeah that one uh, you know I don't really need to watch that one again but I need some more Meet the Feebles just done well that'd be great yeah it was great Shelly was talking about his uh, boss got uh, him a picture of uh, I believe I mentioned this the last podcast hers fairly recently there was a she was at a con of some sort uh for like horror days of the dead i think it's the name of the con something like that chicago billy zane was there and uh signing autographs um i'm not sure what reason billy zane was at this con for but uh he was there and uh he was signing autographs. One of the pictures that he had there was him in uh, Twin Peaks and uh, Shelley being a big fan. She got him a picture of him in Twin Peaks. So, but, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking Kate Winslet and uh, Titanic. Apparently they have the Titanic Con, Titanic Con in, uh, I guess, L.A. somewhere and then one in Belfast in Ireland. And uh, Kate Winslet apparently goes to this quite frequently and it's just like if I were to get a chance to meet Kate Winslet I'm not a big fan of Titanic but big fan of uh, uh, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind I I love that film the Jim Carrey Kate Winslet Elijah Wood Mark Ruffalo and uh, Michelle Gondry directed it and it was written by Charlie Kaufman and I, I just love that fucking movie and uh I would go there and just hassle her about that fucking movie for like two hours. They'd have to like push me away. Like, cause that, <laughs> that might get uh, slightly annoying to her. I don't know, but I feel like that would probably be, she'd probably more want to talk about that movie than, you know, the Titanic, which she did when she was like 18, 19 years old. Uh, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but uh, Titanic, I guess really changed more of her life. Whereas sunshine, of the spotless mind was just like a, I mean, it wasn't like a big box office thing. More of a kind of an indie movie, but also, I mean, it had a, I'm sure, a, a decent-sized budget. There was a lot of special effects in there. Good stuff. But uh, Kate Winslet just seems like somebody that would be cool to have a conversation with. Listen to her talk on, uh, I believe it was uh, WTF with Mark Marin. That was, uh, <clears throat> I listened to that. All the time, so, uh, but she was a, she was a good conversation on there. I recently, the, uh, other day I finally got to hear, uh, her name eludes me, but it was, uh, Richard Pryor's, one of his wives, 
it was the one that he married twice. And it was good, interesting to hear, I love Richard Pryor. I think he's the best stand-up comedian that ever fucking lived. Uh, and she's a... I'm going to find her name. Damn it, that's going to annoy the hell out of me. Uh, marriages, here we go. I think it's the Jennifer Lee Pryor. Um, yeah, yeah, she was the one that remarried. She They were uh, married in August of 81, divorced in October of 82. So, I mean, just a little over a year they were married that first time. And he, he uh, almost killed her at one point. He held a gun at her before and stuff. Like, he, she was there whenever he tried to set himself on fire or did set himself on fire and tried to kill himself. He, he said if you, like, get in the way, basically he's going to kill her too. I mean, there was some brutal shit that, because, uh, I mean, he had some really hardcore drug problems. But it was a good, uh, it was a good interview. Um, they remarried in 2001 when, uh, he had, uh, I guess already been, uh, diagnosed with, uh, MS, I believe is what he had. <clears throat> she was there until the end, but good Lord, man, that guy had some, <laughs> that guy had some, uh, substance abuse problems, shall we say. <laughs> and he grew up in a fucking brothel. That guy had, he lived a life, uh, a hard life. Very hard life. Holy shit. He was uh, fucking hilarious, though. So honest about shit. <clears throat> I love hearing all the uh, stories he would tell on stage. I mean, he talked about uh, I his wife before Jennifer. Um, I think her name's De- Yeah, I think it was Deborah. Uh, he shot her car. There's a great bit about that in uh, one of his big stand-up specials. And he shot the wheels out in the car and shot the engine. <laughs> you could tell, like, oh, man, this guy. <laughs> uh, I, it would have been tough to be around the guy. I'd be, I would have been nervous hanging out with Richard Pryor. That would have been scary, shall we say. Uh, but at the same time, you know. It's fucking Richard Pryor. I would have loved to have been in a room to hear him do, like, stand-up. <clears throat> guy was funny as shit and just honest about the, you know, even when he did horrible shit, he would fucking come out and just talk about it. <clears throat> and, fuck, he was behind some of the, like, the greatest, like, comedies at the time, like Blazing Saddles. Like, he co-wrote that and shit. Like, uh... The stuff he did with Gene Wilder. And even though Kevin Spacey's in there, I am a big fan of See No Evil, Hear No Evil. It's one of the later films that he did. I believe it was the last, at least one of the last movies that he did with Gene Wilder. That movie's pretty fantastic. There's the great scene where uh, Richard Pryor, of course, in that movie is blind. And I think he's on a bus with his sister. His sister's saying something along the lines of pretending to be white and stuff, and he starts feeling his hair. He's like, what, what you mean? You mean I'm not white? <laughs> like, freaking out on the bus. Uh, and if you ever get a chance to see it, um, you you like Richard Pryor, 
He hosted the third episode ever aired of Saturday Night Live in the 1975 season. And that that show had, uh, after they did that show, they aired that show, that is when live television had to be on the delay so that way the censors could uh, take anything out. <laughs> that was a problem. Because there was a famous sketch on there where the, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to see if I can't pull that sketch up. Um, there's a, it's probably not on YouTube, probably not, but there's this Chevy Chase is doing a job interview and uh, Richard Pryor's the guy being interviewed for the job. They're doing a word association. Oh, here we go. It is on here. Sweet cheese. Yeah, all right. It gets... This is what this made the censors go, you know what, we need to put out things on a delay. <laughs> so great. All right, Mr. Wilson, you've done just fine on the Rorschach. Your papers are in good order. The file's fine. No difficulty with your motor skills. And I think you're probably pretty ready for this job. We got one more... Uh, kind of psychological test we always do here. It's just a word association. I'll uh, throw you out a few words. Uh, anything that comes to your mind, just throw it back at me, okay? Just kind of an arbitrary thing. Like if I said dog, you'd say... Tree. Tree. <laughs> dog. Tree. Fast. Slow. Rain. Snow. White. Black. Bean. Pod. Negro? Whitey. Tar baby. What'd you say? Tar baby. Oh, fake. Colored? Redneck. Jungle bunny. Peck of wood. Burhead. Cracker. Spear chucker. White trash. Jungle bunny. Hunker. Spade. Hunker, hunker. Nigger. Dead hunker. You're qualified for this job. Uh, how about a starting salary of five thousand dollars? Your mama. Uh, seventy-five hundred a year. Your grandma. Fifteen thousand dollars, Mr. Wilson. You'll be the highest-paid janitor in America. Just don't don't hurt me, please. Okay. Okay. You want me to start now? Oh no no no. It's all right. I'll clean all this up. But take a couple of weeks off. You look tired. Oh yeah, that's that's good stuff. It's crazy to think that like putting that on TV, like on live television, like it, it, that sketch. Like I can't see that like it, <laughs> that flying today. I mean, it pissed people off back then, but uh, like there's no way that you'd be allowed to put that up now. Like shit. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, Richard Pryor. Some good stuff. <laughs> Somebody quoted on their uh, want to make uh, end racism, make fun of it. Uh, there was a quote by Mel Brooks. Apparently, according to the commenter there, I don't know that Mel Brooks actually said that. Uh, well, there's a sketch of him being the first black president ever. Oh. How far off was it? Uh, no, he would have been. He was off by four. Four numbers off. He'd have been the 44th, right? Or no, 43rd. Is Obama the 43rd or 4th? Uh, hell, I don't know. He wasn't too far off. The number is close. Man, thinking back at all those, looking at this footage of these clips here from like Richard Pryor back in the day, and then like Chevy Chase, and back then, like those two were, uh, those two were big time, big time. Now Chevy Chase is just an old bitter guy, and Richard Pryor's been dead for a while. So, yeah, she, I haven't seen a lot of those Richard Pryor movies in forever, forever. Like the toy, JoJo Dancer. I mean, they, they did a lot, a lot of films. A lot of films. I've watched some of the clips of his stand-up fairly recently. You know, I'm going to, fuck it, I'm going to pull up some of his stand-up here. Just get a little bit, maybe uh, <laughs> burning up. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. You're usually talking about the free basin. And I was in the room with the pipe. And the pipe said, Hey, Rich, Jim's gone. And it don't matter how many times you break them motherfuckers, you go out and buy a new one. I'm talking about this is an addiction. It's a monster. It's pitiful because I end up on the floor looking for shit <laughs> at my house. I'm like, Oh, let me smoke this. And be a piece of log or anything. I right? so, wonder how my sleeve would taste. Well, I'll tell you one thing, man. When that fire hits your ass, that will sober your ass up quick. I mean, I was standing there on fire and some said, Why, that's so pretty blue. You know what? That looks like fire! I'm talking about fire is inspirational. <laughs> they should use it in the Olympics. Because I did the 100-yard dash in 4-3. And you know something I found out? When you're on fire and running down the street, people will get out of your way. <laughs> Except for one old drunk, right? He's going, hey, buddy, can I get a light? How, how about just a little off the sleeve, whatever, okay? <laughs> and you can tell when you fucked up, man. When you get to the hospital and the doctor go, ah! Holy shit. Why don't we get some coleslaw and serve this up? I was laying there in the hospital with tubes and shit up my nose. I had an IV in my arm, and a brother come in wanting an autograph. I mean, steam and shit was still coming off me. Brother come in. Hey, Rich. Hey, home. 
Can I get this autograph? Come on, Rich, let me have this last autograph. <laughs> and Jim was in the hospital with me every day when I was getting well. He'd be there every day because Jim fired on me and shit to Jim, you know. Fire jumped on Jim once. He said, hey. And Jim would be there with me, giving me strength, because I look at Jim, I said, Jim ain't never been hurt, so I can't show no pain. I got to show my strength, try to get well. And I was doing real good, because nature is wonderful. When, I, when you burn up, your skin goes to sleep, because nature said, I can't deal with it, <laughs> and just goes to sleep. And so you don't feel shit for about three days till your nerves wake up. I didn't know that. <laughs> I figured I ain't feeling nothing. Everything's fine. And at the hospital, like the doctors and shit, they're really great. But there was a brother who worked a nurse. They're unique people work with burnt people. Cause I don't know if I could work with no motherfucker burn up. You know what I mean? Put some butter on him and say, that's it. <laughs> Go for what you know, homie. But these motherfuckers, man, they, and this Larry Murphy used to come in, we're gonna wash you rich and we're gonna wash you down and you're gonna feel great. We're gonna wash you, wash you. He kept saying it. I said, yeah, we're gonna wash you. Put you in the tub and wash you. They said, yeah, motherfucker, you're gonna wash me. When you gonna wash me? We're gonna wash you in a couple of days, Rich, and just don't worry, we're gonna get you better. Yeah, motherfucker, yeah, wash me, will you please? And I should have known something was wrong because this motherfucker come every day with this. Don't worry now, we're going to put you in the tub and it's going to be all right. Don't worry. I said, I'm not worried, motherfucker. Put my ass in the tub. <laughs> you know, wash me, shit. Come on now, don't worry, third day. Are you all right now, the day we're going to put you in the Yeah, Larry, you're going to wash my ass in the tub, okay? God damn. And they take you in the room. <laughs> And it gets you down in the tub, a solution and shit, and you sit in the tub and say, yeah, motherfucker, tub, right, gonna wash, I know. They say, you feel this? It's a sponge. I say, it's a sponge, motherfucker, so wash my ass. <laughs> All right, put your arms up, open up, because I'm gonna wash me, motherfucker. He said, now it's time to wash, you ready? I said, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> little finger. No. No. No, you will not. Don't you wash a motherfucking thing. I don't want you to touch my finger. I don't want you to do a goddamn thing to me. Don't wash me no motherfucking more. And if you do, I'll bite you, you motherfucking... You wash me anymore. I don't care if I die. Don't you wash me no more. <laughs> but they were wonderful, man. They... Pain sure stops racism quick. What no color in there except burn up motherfuckers. Be talking about. 
And we all got religious. <laughs> you, get, you find God quick when they find your ass dead. I was watching TV one night and they said I had died. I was bandaged up and shit. And they said, Richard Pryor died five minutes ago. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> but I, I thank God every day, Jack. I do. I say, God, thank you for not burning my dick. Because most people said, you've been punished by God. I say, no, if God wanted to punish my ass, he'd have burnt my dick. Now that's some punishment. Because <laughs> when that fire hit my ass, my dick went to work. <laughs> said, Emergency! Piss, come, do something! Keep the fire off the balls! And my chest was hollering to help. <laughs> the dick said, fuck you, don't burn yourself. I'm protecting the balls. Spit. <laughs> you got a light match? <laughs> say, watch out. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Listen, y'all have been wonderful. Yeah, there was uh I thought there was some kind of clip of uh holy shit, did that not record? Fuck. Oh man, I'm gonna have to fucking do some editing there. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Apparently <laughs> when I play the clips on here. It doesn't actually, uh, doesn't actually play. Damn it. So I'm going to have to edit and post these, uh, fucking clips. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. As, uh, yeah, maybe I'll just, uh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I played several clips on here thinking that, uh, I was recording. I could hear it in my headphones. But apparently, it did not actually record on the uh, <laughs> on the podcast here. Son of a bitch. So I guess if I want those uh, couple YouTube clips on here, I'm going to have to edit and post. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. Goddamn. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's all I've got now, uh, I've got to do a little bit of work to do here, and, uh, if I did it correctly, then this conversation I'm having at the end uh, is gonna be kind of pointless here, as, uh, I will have hopefully have made it sound like, uh, that shit was there all along, but, uh, I guess, as always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can. (laughs) 